Okay, hello everybody. This is Munch from Metal for Dummies. Um, I'm using the Metal for Dummies platform today to do a little podcast we're going to call Metal for Dummies Presents Vinyl Connection. This is a little mini-series I'm going to run. It's probably going to be a three-episode series. The idea of it is... uh, People that are new to vinyl, thinking about vinyl, um, that are interested in getting into the game, but they don't know what to get or where to start. Um, and I'll I'll start with a disclaimer that I am clearly no expert. I am not an audiophile by any means. Um, essentially, I've done a lot of research on the internet. I've essentially taken that information and I've sort of compiled it and I'm going to give a little rundown. If you're new to the game, what I suggest, essentially it's sort of if I had things to do over, maybe this is how I do it. Um, I, I can tell you I'm pretty happy with my setup, but if I had to do it all from scratch, I would probably have fewer records and more money invested into the um turntable speakers and everything that goes with it so this is directed to those folks that like i said you're brand new you but you're just not sure you're not sure if you want to make the jump you're not sure if you're going to like it you're you're nervous that the vinyl is a little bit expensive compared to your digital or your cds and that's where i was um i have to give the shout out to fellow metal for dummies uh, podcaster Brian Stanko. He's really the person who took the first plunge. He had talked about getting into vinyl for some time, that it was just a, something of interest to him, and he took the plunge. He took the plunge, and uh, I got to see firsthand, uh, that because we hang out, how much he was enjoying it. Um, there was an instance shortly after, and in podcast tradition, I will open a beer. I've got a bottle of Yingling Lager. Brian Stenko will like that if he listens to this Lager beer. Um, there was an instance when Brian was fairly new to the game, and I happened to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, at an antique store with my wife, and the first thing I saw when I walked into the door was the beautiful cover of Van Halen 1984 in all of its glory and there was vinyl records all through this shop so as I'm texting his girlfriend Tamara because I thought well what the heck I will surprise him it was I think around close to his birthday Um, and I kept texting Tamara hey does he have this does he have this Well, the man seemed to have every cool vinyl that was in that shop. I ended up settling on Alice Cooper Constrictor, which is a pretty sweet, sweet uh, record. But that was my first taste of shopping for vinyl and how cool it was to see those big, beautiful covers, um, that tangible thing that you can hold on to, which is so cool about vinyl. Um... But it was another year before, anyway, before I decided to get into the, the game. I, I had some money that I had gotten for my birthday. I thought, what the heck, I, I'm going to get a cheap turntable. I, I got an Ion, I don't know the model number, um, turntable. It did the, it had the feature where you 
can turn your vinyl into digital, which I never used that function. And quite honestly, and we'll get into it, I, I don't really touch into that area very much on any of these podcasts because I'm not familiar with it. It's not a feature that is that important to me. Uh, my record player does not have that feature. It's just something I, at this point, do not want to deal with. If at some point down the road I decide, yeah, I'd kind of like to do, I've got a lot of vinyl that I don't have the digital of, then maybe I would just pick up another uh, cheap player that has that functionality. But um, we won't get into that a ton in this series. Um, so if that's something that's valuable to you as a feature, you'll you'll probably need to do some additional research from what I'm going to present. Um, so I had gotten the Ion Player and I had bought a vinyl from the band Calibris. They are a band I had just sort of gotten into at that point and I bought their vinyl before I had a player. And that was it. And, and I got the player. I had a couple of Bose computer speakers. I, it was very easy to set up. And away she went, and I was hooked immediately. Um, so, so it didn't take long where I was doing more research and decided, wow, I think I want to do something a little better than this Ion. Um, so I had gotten a, <coughs> another player, I can't even remember, the, a TIAC. A TIAC TN100, um, it's, it's a... Another cheap model, it's about a $100 player. Um, it wasn't a bad player, it had some cool features, but uh, one thing, I kind of had it on a pinch because I had messed up my Ion, and which I ended up getting it fixed, but I was dying for a player. And I, I again, this is gonna be also directed for the people who are on a budget because I'm constantly on a budget. Um, if you have unlimited budget, you really don't need me to tell you what to get. Um, but that said, I had had the TAC for a little while, and I and the, one of the downsides I read about it was that the down the the tone arm downforce, which is the amount of weight that your stylus, which is another word for the needle, uh, presses into the record, was five grams of downforce, which is very heavy. Um, most um, manufacturers of cartridges, which is the um, definition time the cartridge holds the stylus and, and sends the signal from the record through the record player um, again I'm not an audio guy so that's sort of a bare-bones definition but most cartridge manufacturers give you between a 1.5 and 2 grams of downforce um, that gives you enough force that the needle stays in the groove without uh, bouncing around yet it's not damaging your record so at five grams my TAC would potentially damage some records over time so that led me to what I currently have which is a Fluence RT80 turntable um, at the time um, Fluence has been a, a speaker manufacturer um, for 25 years or so um, and they got into the turntable game and they offered two turntables at the time the RT80 the RT81 the RT81 had a better cartridge and it had the rubber um, turntable mat and 
it was a walnut color, and I guess just because I wanted the black, which was the RT-80, I went with the black, and I up, I got the rubber mat, and I've since upgraded my, my cartridge as well, which is one of the nice features of the Fluence, is that you can, it has a removable head shell, which means you can unscrew the head where your cartridge is, your cartridge is and you can very easily swap out and upgrade your cartridge. You just need to do a little bit of research on how to do that and depending on what player you have, what cartridges you can use. And it also has an adjustable weight on the back that allows you to adjust the downforce. A lot of uh, the cheaper turntables do not allow you to adjust that. My TAC did not allow me to do that. Um, so that's my setup. My setup currently is a Fluence RT80 turntable that I've upgraded to with a, a Grado Labs Grado Black 2. It's a $75 cartridge. It's You'd call it, an audiophile would call it, definitely an entry-level cartridge. It's just the one I settled on, I guess. It, it seemed to make sense. I have a $200 player, so I thought, you know, we'll do the $75 cartridge. I don't think I need to do it. $200 cartridge for a $200 player, at, at some point you you max out your combination of pieces to where you could buy it, you know, just buying a $10,000 cartridge, and yes, you can spend $10,000 on just a cartridge in this game. Does that make sense or make any difference on a $200 turntable? I would guess probably not. Um, so those are the things you weigh. So at any rate, I have the Fluence uh, RT80 with the Grado Labs Grado Black 2 cartridge. The rubber, uh, the, the turntable mat, a lot of times you'll get a little piece of felt that comes with. I would recommend that you go to, you can get a cork mat, you can get the rubber mat. They make acrylic. I have an acrylic as well. Or you can get a combination cork rubber. The, again, research away, and that'll probably be another episode where I do a real in-depth on different accessories you can can get. Um, and I'm really I'm thrilled with it. I, I I did a lot of tweaking to where I I finally decided that I was done for a while, that I was happy with my setup, and we're gonna let that roll for a while. Um, there's some other decks out there I was looking at possibly upgrading again, but uh, I think. I'm good for the next couple years, and then we'll look into a new a new turntable. Which, again, I'm a big fan of the Fluence player, and they've really early last year in 2019 they released a new line of players that are sort of a little bit of a, a redesign or upgrade over the RT80 and 81. We'll get into those. I'm going to give a list of. Just recommended players that if I was in starting from scratch, where I would probably be um, thinking about landing. So, again, I can't stress enough. I'm not an expert. I'm just trying to give folks some idea um, of what to look at. Um, and again, all of this stuff's online. I I, I didn't just. Uh, magically wake up and know any of this stuff um, it's all there we google it's easy enough uh, you can find information on anything you want a lot of times because I'm on a budget I, I will do 
you know, best turntable on a budget or best preamp on a budget, best speakers on a budget, blah, blah, blah. So that's where you can get a lot of information, a lot of reviews. And you're going to find reviews probably for just about every situation where you've got some folks that love something and, and people that have a gripe. So at the end of the day, I think you need to figure out what your budget is, where what you're willing to do, and then... Um, then you just have to do some research and feel comfortable with the, the, the decision you make. Um, so back to my setup again, I have probably uh, for people that are just getting into the vinyl, it, in general, it's a pretty popular setup. I have a, the turntable and they're connected to what are called powered speakers. I don't have them running through a home theater receiver or anything like that. The speakers plug in so they're self-powered they plug into the player um, a record player need, does not have a very loud signal that comes from it so it needs amplified a lot of the players you'll see especially the entry-level kind like like uh, mine's definitely considered would be considered an entry level even though it's I think a lot better than uh, a lot of the cheapos you can find out there have a, what's called a built-in preamp that means you hook your player up to your speakers and you're good to go. You have music. Um, again, you can research it. I decided I went with a, a external preamp. There's a toggle switch and most of your turntables that have a built-in preamp will give you the ability to bypass that internal preamp and run through your own. Uh, preamplifier. I have. I just happen to have the Art DJ Pre 2. Again, I found it through a search of best uh, preamps on a budget. Um, it's like a $75 preamp. I like the fact that there's some adjustability with it. Um, so you can tweak on, uh, there's some knobs, you, you can kind of adjust the sound a little bit. And the same with the speakers. I have the treble and bass on the speakers, so uh, I, you know, no, no two records really are the same. Um, that's one. If, if you're listening to a record and you think, boy, it just sounds flat somewhere, or it doesn't sound quite right. If you have the ability, you should get up and and tweak the treble, tweak the bass, and I've done that a lot. And you, you'll find that you you kind of zone you'll you'll hone in on a, a sweet spot for or an album. Um, I do that a lot where I may have the bass almost non-existent and then I'll put on another record and it just sounds like it's hollow and has no body and I'm like oh yeah I had the bass turned down on the last record for what for whatever reason tweak that around all of a sudden you've got a, your record sounding full in the way you want it so um, something to keep in mind you can all the more you can adjust to me the more flexibility you have with your gear and the as far as upgrading your components as you again this is for the budget conscious person you want to get in the game it's nice to get like a turntable that you know you can upgrade a little bit and it's nice to have a sound system to where you can adjust on the bass and the treble and on all those things so just other things to keep in mind and, and that's another area with down the road i would probably like to run through a a receiver and probably get some really cool uh, vintage speakers there's a really there's a really cool shop 
about an hour and 10 minutes away from where I live that the guy sells a ton of vinyl and he sells a ton of equipment. Um, so those are other options if you're getting into this that I didn't really touch. When I get into my list of turntables, I recommend. Um, I don't really have anything specific on on vintage or used turntables. The only thing I would recommend if you're going to buy a vintage or used table, obviously if you can do it, get one with a removable head shell. That that's, gives you a lot of ability to upgrade the cartridge because I think for sure, at the very least, you're going to want to get a new stylus. Your, your stylus or needle, um, they wear out, they wear down, uh, so they get to where your sound quality won't be as good and they get to where... Uh, they could damage your records. So if you're buying something used, you do not know how many hours of play are on that stylus. Um, and honestly, I just bought the great old black cartridge. And I think the, the, you know, and again, this is something where people will laugh and they don't buy into it and other people swear by it. But supposedly a new cartridge needs... Um, time to get dialed in because it is a mechanical device so all the parts sort of get settled down supposedly um and i've read that the great old black anywhere from 60 40 to 60 hours of play before you get the optimal sound and i couldn't tell you i'm probably close to that and i you know and, and you can read on the manufacturer's um, information on these stylus how many hours of play so at the very most you can kind of guesstimate it as to when you think you'll need a new stylus but again if you buy something used you don't know if it's been in use for 20 years uh, so i'd always recommend if you buy something used to get a, a at the minimum a new stylus maybe get a new cartridge and then you're off and running um, so again, you've got the option of the powered speakers, which is probably the most popular option right now for people that are just getting into vinyl. You get your powered speakers, you get your turntable, and you're up and running. Um, and again, these are all things that you have to take into consideration on your budget. And you may say, you know what, I really want to get into vinyl. I have X amount of dollars. Uh, to me... Like I said, if I had to do it over again, I, I wish I hadn't, a, you know, I kind of, I want to say wasted money. The first turntable I bought, we gave to my sister-in-law, which was awesome because it's sort of like giving that gift of vinyl. But that TAC player I bought, I, I ended up selling it, I think, on eBay. And, I, you know, I never got my money back off it, and I didn't use it long enough to have gotten my usage out of it. So that just uh, money kind of up in smoke there if i'd have been better researched and a little more knowledgeable i think and i think if you're going to decide to do this I, I you know where i was it was boy i don't want to sink a lot of money into this and then decide i don't really like it and that's always a possibility but i think if you're going to go into it go into it with the idea that you are going to like it you're going to love it it's going to become a passion and get something, you know, again, in relation to your budget, get something that it's, you know, decent. Try to put something into it. I mean, I don't want to shit on anybody, 
again, because I don't have a lot of disposable income, and I'm not saying, you know, clearly my setup is an entry level. It's not some grand, great setup. But, man, if, if you bought something that's a suit, looks like it's a, in a suitcase or it's got built-in speakers or, or, you know, some $30 thing, just remember that's fine and great. But just remember, man, be careful what, you know, you're going to, you go and spend $40 on a, a record that you really wanted. Just keep in mind, your player could be damaging that record. I mean, so, again, it's a thought that says, hey, I'm into it, I love it, but the difference is um, it's tangible. You can tell a difference the better you go on the players and the speakers and the setup. So, uh, and the cartridges and everything makes it a difference. And there's things that make subtle differences and there's you know, the big differences. So again, I'm saying, um, I, I, if it were me, I'm going to cobble my money together. I'm going to get myself a decent player, one that I know I can also, uh, upgrade on as I have more money come in. And, and same even would go with the speakers, you know, uh, maybe you go a little light on the speakers to start knowing that you're going to upgrade that. Um, so as I ramble on, like Led Zeppelin, I'm going to get into a list of some record players. This is, um, take a drink here. I'm not used to doing a podcast all by myself. The normal podcasts we do, there's other people, we're talking back and forth, I can drink a beer, I can go help my kids change the channel or whatever they're watching on TV, and I don't have to worry about uh, Dead Space, but I need to take a sip of this beer. And get going here. Okay. Yum. So, this is just, you could do your own research, folks. I mean, Amazon has a million turntables. They have tons of reviews. But this is just what I pulled out of the hat. So if you're on a real real tight budget and you just because because at some point I'm gonna I'm gonna be talking about players on here and there may be a fifty dollar difference and I'm gonna say by all means you should do the higher the, the one that's fifty dollars higher. We all have a point where we say that's it I can't go another dollar higher I, I am maxed. So for ninety eight dollars and these are these are. Prices on Amazon as of maybe a month ago when I typed this this up. So for 98 bucks on Amazon, you can get an Audio Technica AT-LP 60X-BK. That's that's the number. Um, and Audio Technica has a lot of players in this price range that are similar. It comes in four colors. It, Audio Technica makes very good cartridges and and, and styluses in the, So for this price range, you're going to get one of their cartridges. Um, I think it's a fully it's a fully automatic. So I think it has the the tone arm return. It does not have the removable head shell. Um, and again, this is a hundred dollar player. I the only experience I kind of have with one of these. Um, when I first got into this game of uh, 
vinyl. I was at FYE in Olean, New York, looking at records, and they had some players. And they had at least, if it wasn't this model, it was a similar style. Um, and I kind of touched it. It was like kind of like tied into, it was on a shelf, but it was sort of tied into the wall, I guess, so somebody couldn't steal it. But uh, it, it's, I think it's plastic. It's kind of lightweight. It doesn't, it doesn't have a great feel to it. You're going to pull it out of the box. I don't think you're going to get this feel like you got this really nice heavy-duty pieces of equipment. But this is a $98 player. It's got the Audio-Technica cartridge. It's got an aluminum platter. Uh, I think bang for your buck if you're going to throw $100 into the ring and get going, I think you could do a lot worse than this player. Um, now, I did not check to see. Now, this does not have an adjustable weighting system. Um, I'm just assuming by the fact that it's Audio-Technica and their pretty well-respected name in the vinyl and record players and cartridges that um, they probably know their shit and they probably have the Gram Force at a reasonable um, weighting. I didn't look to see if there were any issues with it, like that TAC I had that was 5 grams. I don't know. Um, another thing that's cool about Audio-Technica is a lot of their cartridges have the ability to upgrade through replacing just the stylus. So you may have uh, the, whatever the base model stylus, and maybe you can upgrade it two levels with two different um, styluses where you just pull the stylus off and, and replace it. I don't, I didn't do enough research to see that either. I just know you get an Audio-Technica cartridge and for a hundred bucks, it's got the preamp built in. You don't have to worry about that. And you can be up and running playing some records on what I think is probably a pretty decent um, budget-friendly uh, entry-level deck. So I did this sort of, I tried to kind of do this in a way that was um, from least amount to highest, but I've got, so the next on the list, I've got my Fluence RT80. That is $200 currently from either Amazon or the Fluence website. If you go to the Fluence website and sign up for their email, um, you get $10 off. So you could get it from, and I think the shipping's free. Um, so you could save $10 doing it that way. Again, that's the turntable I have. Um, I briefly mentioned that there is an RT81 that's $250, and basically, I, I just like the look of the black better, but um, the RT81, if you don't care, and it's it's a sharp-looking deck, too. It's like a walnut brown um, deck. Probably if to do it over, I would have just spent the extra 50 because I, I believe that's also, the 81, I think, is also a solid body. Um, mine's, I think, a hollow body. It's still a heavy. It's like 14 pounds. It's pretty heavy, pretty weighty, but I think the 81 is even a few pounds more weight to it. That, uh, unlike, uh, you know, talking about the plastic Audio-Technica that's probably not going to have that feel to it, the Fluence is a, definitely a heavy-duty, solid um, turntable. 
um, adjustable weight, like I mentioned. It's got a, the, and a lot of these have the Q lever, which basically gently lowers the needle down to the track on your player, which is really a nice feature. Um, there's no auto return or anything. And again, this has, if you want, it has a Texas Instruments preamp built in. Again, I choose to bypass it. Uh, it comes with a dust cover. Uh, the feet are not adjustable for this model, um, but it does have the dampening feet. And I, I, one thing I can tell you about this player, and I can't speak to any others, um, I had this initially in my living room where and on a surface where there's no vibration coming at all, so I didn't really notice this. Till over the summer, I decided it would because we have this uh, sun porch that's not heated, and I had the the record player in the living room, and I have two children, so we sort of fight over record time versus TV time and everything else. So I decided I would I had found a vintage player on Facebook ads that was close to where I live, and. Um, so I bought I bought the thing, and with the idea I was going to set it up on my sun porch, and there and I have it on a very solid heavy duty chest um, with drawer chest of drawers, um, but just walking through the player would just skip like crazy because it couldn't handle the vibrations. So that was I was very bummed out by that. So I I swapped the players out. I brought the Fluance player out on the deck on the porch, thinking, well, let's see how this goes. Not a problem. It 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 absorbs the um, vibration of people walking through the room very nicely. I can't speak to any of the other players on my list because I don't have them. But I can tell you, depending on again, depending on the way your setup is. That's something you may want to consider. You, you should definitely consider is how much vibration. Do I have kids running through the house? Is, you know, is the surface I'm going to set this thing on wobble and, and shake when people walk through the room? Uh, stuff you want to pay attention to. Um, in fact, the funny thing, the main reason I probably got the Fluance player was because out on the living room where I was going to put it, I... I had limited depth, and a lot of the players I looked at um, were just too too deep. They wouldn't have fit. So the Fluance fit, and that's and it had good reviews. That's why I bought it, and I, I'm in love with it. I, 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 I can't say enough about that. I would buy another Fluance if, if I upgrade. More than likely, I'm going to go get another model of theirs because I've been very happy with them. Um, and I will say about the um, RT80, the model I have, over Christmas, that player was on sale for $150. And I don't think you could beat that. I, I, so I think if, you're thinking, if you're thinking about getting into the game, but you're not in any big rush, you may keep an eye out on the RT80, or if you're looking to upgrade, but again, you're not in a rush. You know, usually when things are on sale like that, it's it's something that there's good odds it'll happen again so and and I try to post those things uh, when I see those things we have a group on Facebook called vinyl connection and 
I try to call out those kind of things. I sent a link through with the uh, when I saw that this RT80 player was 150 bucks. Um, I think I think at $200 it's a good price point. Although again, to do it over, if I was gonna, I would probably have gone up a, a level or two. Um, but again, when I bought mine, there was only two Fluence models available, but now there's five, I think. And they're all on this list, so I guess we'll get into them. But um, yeah, if you could snag this RT80 Fluence for $150, I think you've got a steal, to be honest with you. So again, the next one kind of on my list was the Fluence RT81 that is a, a $250 player. I mentioned that already. All the comes with a little better Audio Technica AT95E cartridge, and it now actually is available in the Piano Black. I, I have a note here. I forgot. I mentioned it was only in Walnut. That's not true anymore. It was only in Walnut when I bought it, but now you can buy the RT81, which has a few better features out of the box than the RT80, and you can get that in black if you want. So the 80, the RT80 has the Audio-Technica AT91 cartridge, and the AT95 is a very popular cartridge, the one that comes with the RT81. It's a, you see a lot of these players in this same price range come with this Audio-Technica, it's a green cartridge AT95E, um, and it's, it's pretty highly reviewed for, as an entry-level um, turntable cartridge. So the next uh, item on my list is the Audio-Technica ATLP120X USB, which I don't know if that's the model Brian Stenko has or not. It's very similar uh, in look. And though as the time I was checking, they had a black version for $250 and a silver version for $229 uh, on Amazon, which seems like a hell of a deal. Um, again, I, I'm not sure if this is the same one Brian has, but it's close. Uh, it's a direct drive table, uh, which means um, the turntables spins directly from the motor. Uh, all the other tables and a lot of the turntables in this price range are, are belt drive, which means the motor runs a belt and the, uh, a belt runs around the turntable platter and that's how the platter spins uh, the downside with the belts the belts wear out over time and as that happens um, you can get some inaccuracies in the speed which is important for playback accuracy so and they recommend that you change the belt every two years which is very much an easy operation in fact I'm probably due to get a new belt in mine this year, and they're like 10 bucks. So, and like, what's fun about this, if you, anything you want to research, you're going to find people that are for one thing and against, for whatever reason or not, and you'll find people that, that claim that the direct drive turntables have, you know, residual noise and this and that, and, and, and you know, could be true. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't listened to it. I've listened to Brian Stanko's direct drive. I've never heard any kind of weird noise or extra noise. But the, 
there are people, audiophiles, they call them out there, that their ears are really attuned in, and they hear, can supposedly hear all kinds of stuff. I, I don't discount it in that, you know, since I started this, I feel like I listen a little more closely and uh, for just the little bits, um, the nice little bits you get out of vinyl. Uh, I just think, so I think there's two things um, when people say vinyl sounds better. I truly believe that, and there is a difference. When you're you're changing a signal to digital, there are things lost. And the most common term people use is warmth. Um, and I think that's a pretty good term. I think you get more warmth and depth out of a vinyl record um, nuance. But also, I think I'm listening closer. So maybe if, if you blindfolded me and you played an album cut and a digital cut, maybe I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I think I would. I mean, that's the thing with albums. You, you do get some degree of pops, especially if it's an older record or surface noise. But, you know, a lot of records, too, are, are, are clean as a whistle, and maybe I wouldn't be able to tell that it was a record versus a digital. I'd like to think that I can. I'd like to think that my I'm developing my ears as well, but I think that just comes from people listening closer. Um, so, um, but it's interesting if you if you want to go compare any anything uh, when it comes to vinyl this or that, there you'll find everybody will have an opinion. So, and that's when you research things to buy. You you just sort of get behind a few, and there's a lot of YouTube reviews too of turntables. So. And a lot of times they'll give you a disclaimer, hey, the company sent me this turntable um, to review, full disclosure. And so you don't know if you're getting a fully honest review, but it's kind of nice to see somebody take the thing out of the box and set it up and, and they're playing it and they kind of say what they think. Um, so I actually got turned off on a pair of speakers by that. Somebody had had a pair of speakers sent to them and... Uh, there was a lot to like about the speakers, but there was just a few things he didn't like, and it was enough to just make me say, I don't think they're a big enough upgrade over the speakers I have now, because um, that was the next thing I was looking to upgrade, but I think I'm going to stand pat for a little while. So the Audio-Technica, it is um, fully uh, direct drive, motor drive. It has... Um, I think it's got some different levers and cue levers and things that allow you to adjust the speed and see that this, I think there, Brian Sangle could tell you, I think there's like a, a laser light or something that tells you, that sort of gives you an idea, helps you gauge that the speed is going the right, right speed and everything else. So it's a very nice player. I think Brian's been thrilled with his. I, I think the one downfall he doesn't like about his, I don't think it has the lower, it doesn't have the lowering cue that softly lowers the needle on to the um, record. So he really, he has to manually set that there. And it's, one, it's hard to get it exactly where you want. And two, it, it really wants to come down fast on that record. I don't know, Brian, if, and I guess it'd be an easy enough research, you may be able to buy a Q-Lever for that deck and install it, which I think would be well worth it. Um, I may have bought this player myself, it, but it was too big for the the original place in the living room where I had the record player. I might well have bought this Audio-Technica player because I know Brian's been very happy 
uh, with his. <clears throat> so I'm back into Fluence. I've got the uh, next on the list um, is the Flu Fluence RT82. It was part of the new lineup that came out early in 2019. This player clocks in at $300 on Amazon or the Fluence site. Um, you can get this in black or the walnut color. Um, unlike the first two Fluence decks, the RT80 and 81, the new line of Fluence players do not include the internal preamp. And the thing I kind of like about this is I'm thinking then they put more of their money into other things than the preamp. And if you like the external preamp like I do, then that's music to your ears. Um, and that's okay with me. Um, again, you just have to make the decision of, you know, if you're going to do this up front, you have to have the preamp. Um, or a receiver with the uh, phono inputs. That'll serve the same, the same purpose of amplifying the signal from your turntable. To be loud enough to hear it, because you kind of want to do that. The new line of Fluence also, um, they've partnered with a different cartridge supplier. Another heavy hitter, uh, especially, I mean, especially in all these entry-level level tables. But, and I hope I pronounce them right. They're Ortofon, O-R-T-O-F-O-N. And this player, the RT82, comes with the Ortofon 10M cartridge, which is... A really different looking uh, cartridge than pretty much anything else on this list. The uh, cartridges so far have all kind of been like a square rectangle cartridge. This is a real thin, almost like a banana kind of thing. It's just a cool look and it's a good cartridge uh, from the reviews. Um, this comes with the rubber mat, the aluminum platter. The new line of Fluence decks also have the ability to upgrade your aluminum platter to an acrylic platter. Um, and they have a new servo motor that's on the outside back corner of the player, um, which looks kind of cool. And I don't know what, you know, it probably serves a purpose and the motor is probably upgraded. Um, so... You basically, I'm going through the Fluence line. The Fluence RT83, again, if you have the extra 50 bucks, you're at 350. This, this uh, deck, again, this comes with the Ortofon 2M Red cartridge, which is a very popular cartridge. It's a $100 cartridge on its own. Um, again, if you want to read about the Ortofon Red 2M cartridge, um, you'll see a lot of positive reviews. I actually thought about, I really wanted to upgrade to the 2M Red for my player, but when I was reading about flu, the Fluence site for the RT80 and 81, you need to get a, a heavier weight for the back, which was only $10, so I could have done that. But then it also said, that aside, the the way the RT80 and 81 run, the way the angle was, they weren't sure it would quite 
hit exactly right, but you could certainly put that cartridge on. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to get into that. It didn't sound like it was 100% compatible. It sounded like it was 95%. So the RT83 though comes with the Ortofon Red. It's a hundred dollar cartridge. That's pretty much the difference as we're going up here um, from these different fluants is cartridge and some other things. So we're not going to get into every spec because we've already talked about it. Again, now you want to keep going up. We got the Fluence RT84. This is a $450 deck. This comes with the Ortofon Blue, which is a $200 cartridge on its own. So that's where you see the difference in price jump. Um, then the, the highest level player in the Fluence line is the Fluence RT85. It's $500. This comes with the Ortofon Blue cartridge, the $200 cartridge, and it also comes with the $150 acrylic platter. Um, again, the platter, that's all in dampening vibration and noise to give you a better listening experience. Um, again, at some point, some people are going to say, you know, I dare you to tell me the difference between an aluminum platter and the acrylic. And, you know, for whatever your, use, your usage is, you just may not care. Uh, like, to me, it'd be cool to have, but you know, it's not, everybody has a cutoff on their budget at some at some point. So another interesting line of turntables, and if you're on Facebook and you get uh, advertisements, you've probably seen an advertisement for the Orbit U-Turn turntable. Um, what's pr interesting about these guys, they are in the United States. I want to say New York or New Jersey. And everything's, I think everything's made to order. So if it was, if I was going to go this route, uh, you can get a custom, you can customize your player. It's pretty cool. You, you get a bunch of color options. You've got um, two platter options. Now the one platter is basically made up of um, particle board or something because like all... Um, ground up wood essentially molded into a platter, a, a plinth they call it. And that's what a lot of the actual turntables are made of. And I'm not sure I'd want that for my platter, so I would probably do the acrylic platter. But So for about 375 bucks, you could get one of these U-turns with an acrylic platter and an Ortofon Red and... Uh, the Q lever because that doesn't come standard. I really believe in having that Q lever so your your needle drops slow to your record. So for about 375 bucks you could do that. But you have that Ortofon Blue we talked about is an option. Uh, you can go lower than the Ortofon Red. So there's the, you can tweak that that U turn. You can tweak that a lot of different ways to maybe get into the budget you want. Again, it's one I see a lot of good reviews. You see some bad reviews, but it's certainly one I think that, that might be worth checking out. Um, again, especially depending on your budget and what you want to do. Um, it's all about what's important to you as well. I mean, like I said, this is cool because there's like eight colors or something you can pick from. and um, It's just kind of neat. Um, 
what you can do there with your choices. It's fun just to run through it, even if you're not going to get one. Go onto their site and do a custom uh, turntable, and you can get it with you know you can get it without the the preamp. This is without a preamp. This 375, um, or you can get it with it. Um, so it's kind of neat. The next one on the list, it, it may well be the one I would go with if, if, if I had to say all said and done, which I don't know. I hate to say that because I do really like the Fluence too. If I was going to go something non-Fluence, I really kind of like this one. It's the Project Carbon Debut. It's $400. It's pretty well reviewed. It, it comes standard with the Ortofon Red. Uh, the head shell is fixed to the tone arm, but, but the cartridge is removable. Um, so you can upgrade the cartridge on this. I don't know. I, I've up, I've I've messed with my cartridge a couple times, and taking the taking that head shell off seems to make it a lot easier than than I'd be worried of snapping the tone arm trying to dink around with a new cartridge. But again, you go you want to Google that. There's people that have pros and cons versus the removable head shell from the tone arm as opposed to just the solid tone arm so you can read all about those opinions as well if you want to but this yeah it's a slick it's black it's got a thick aluminum platter it's got the ortofon red um, the only thing that's kind of strange is if you want to change speed from the 33 and a third or whatever to 45 speed you have to remove the platter and flip a switch or move the belt or something, which I'm not playing a ton of 45s. I actually just got a Nirvana in utero that runs at 45. There's uh, Wednesday 13 condolences I have that runs at 45, but I don't play, I don't have stacks of the singles, the 45. So that would not be a deal breaker for me. But if you play a lot of 45s and you don't really think you want to piss around with taking the platter off to switch from 45 to 33, this probably isn't for you. Um, and, you know, nitpicking here, but for 400 bucks, it looks like it comes with just the little felt mat, which is kind of chintzy to me. You think they could throw in a... I mean, I think the Fluence rubber mat is $10 right now on their website. I got mine that was 20 when I had to get mine. Um, but you can get you can get your turntable mats for pretty cheap, so I'm surprised they would just throw in a felt mat. But it, that is what it is. The Again, I hope I'm pronouncing it right as we move up. Uh, this, is the, this is the last one I, I've marked down. It's the Rega Planer. One, another highly regarded brand, and this is kind of their entry-level model. Um, it's 475 bucks. Uh, another one with a really thick platter. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it just looks like a really nice player. It does come with the, the, the cartridges, their own brand model so I mean I'd have to do a little re more research on that before pulling the trigger but it's just another one in this sort of we top out at 500 bucks with the Fluence RT uh, 85 and we sort of keep under that um, 
so this is really at the sort of top of that um, deal. But again, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that this has the Q lever, which is sort of a deal breaker for me. I, I had a hell of a time trying to use uh, Brian's player without the Q lever, especially if you're using somebody else's player and you don't want to break anything. Is to me, I like just being able to lower that down and it, it gently goes down that with that Q lever. So that might that would be a deal breaker for me. But everybody's different on what what's important and what's not. So again, it's not a comprehensive list. There's a million to choose from. I think it gets daunting if you're trying to get into it. But you really need to figure out how much you have to spend or want to spend to get into it and then make a decision. I truly would, me personally, I would recommend you put the bulk of the money into your player. And then you can upgrade around it with your speakers and everything else. But get a player you're really happy and comfortable with and get it. And then and understand it if you're on a budget and you kind of went with cheap, cheaper speakers, that it's really just to get you in the game and that as you upgrade speakers, your sound's going to be better. But I would really recommend if you're on a tight budget, <coughs> you either... Try to, you know, put your money into your player. If you don't quite have enough to get that player you really want, just hang out for a little longer. I think it's worth saving up the money to get the player you want. Because you, you're going to, like me, you're going to buy a, a cheap player, and then you're going to fall in love with it. And you're going to say, man, I really wish I would have got one of these nicer players to start. Um, so that's my advice. Um... Yeah, I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. I'm certainly not an expert on speakers or sound or any of that stuff. I can tell you this, you can you can spend as much as you want in this hobby. There are people that pay hundreds of dollars just for their audio video cables, which I'm probably going to upgrade to something nowhere near that. Maybe something better than the $3 cables that I have. I might really splurge and get some $15, you know, cables off Amazon. Because I think all this stuff helps and makes a difference. But, yeah, this this is a fun, I mean, it's to me it's fun just to look online and see how much you can really spend on some of this stuff. It's incredible. But you can spend almost as little as you want, too, and get into it. But, again... I think if you're going to get into this and you're going to start spending some money on records, um, you want to have something that's going to treat those records with some respect and some care. Uh, and I highly recommend that if you're you're in this for the long haul, that you you put a little bit more into that player. And again, it's nice because there's a lot of ways you can upgrade and and tweak and tune and. Yeah, and the idea is it should be fun, it should be enjoyable. You should like the idea of getting that record out and putting it on and, and just it, it should be a, a, an enjoyable experience. So if you like the sound that's coming out of your player and you like the sound that's coming out of the speaker, that's what's important. So, again, just just a little bit from a guy that, that 
again, if I had to do it all over again and turn in all my records and my everything I have and had all that money back that I spent up front, I would have a lot less records. I would have really researched one player to start, and that's what I'd have done. But I didn't know, and I didn't know I was going to just love doing I I thought... I thought there was as good a chance that I'd buy a few records and just not be into it or, or just not have the money to really do it, but um, that's not how it went. I, I just have really loved it. Um, so I'm going to, this is probably going to be a three part thing. I, I think my next one I, I'm going to talk about um, probably pur you know, purchasing the vinyl. Because there's different, there's new vinyl, there's vintage vinyl. Um, so I think, you know, there's going to be one on, and, and maybe purchasing the vinyl and cleaning, because cleaning's a big deal, a super big deal. So I may do an episode that, where I, I talk about where I find my deals and, and the different things you do with buying vinyl and cleaning the vinyl, because those are kind of the next two big things. And then I may do a third one that's sort of just a thing about accessories and all the different add-on stuff you can get, what I think you should have, and go from there. But it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a passion. It's it's a great thing because I, I always think it's like a hobby, but yet it's an active hobby. And by that I mean... I'm not buying a baseball card and putting it in a container and putting it away. I'm buying a record and I'm taking it home, I'm cleaning it, I'm putting it on my player and I'm playing it. Yeah, I'm going to take care of my records and and take good care of them and I'll pass them down someday, but I'm actively using my hobby. So my hobby isn't just to collect, it's to listen to them. So that's that was it i hope it wasn't too dry and i hope it was helpful to some people if you either are just thinking about it or you've gotten into it but maybe you bought a real low price entry level the player just to get moving and you're kind of thinking it's time to upgrade that's just sort of a i just compiled stuff because i've looked at these things Again, not definitive list at all. You may find some stuff. If you listen to this and you're a member of the vinyl group, um, you know, I'd love to hear some comments. I'd love to, you know, share your experience, um, share your tips, your advice. Um, that's one thing that group was, was created. A lot of us share what we're playing, and it's a lot of fun to see that. But it's really nice. It'd be nice to see other people you know, say, well, this is my setup, and this is how I, what I like to do, and tips and tricks, because a lot of us are, are, are kind of new to this, so love to see those kind of discussions. Metal for Dummies pre presents a special mini-series event, Vinyl Connection. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back with a episode two, which will deal with the actual purchasing of vinyl, which is a lot of fun in itself. Talk to you later. Bye.